It's the start of a brand new year and I know that I'm bursting with vision and inspiration. Dreams are a fantastic space from which to gather insight on our path forward. In today's podcast, we will answer three key questions. What are the three steps to unpack your dreams? How can you tease apart more information? What can you do with your dream? Nicolene Dawes-Sesima is a dream expert and sleep activist based in the Netherlands. She is on a mission to show everyone that sleep is an active state of productive thinking and brainstorming. Since the beginning, her work on dreams over 15 years ago, Nicolene has co-authored a book in Dutch which teaches people to interpret their own dreams and has been frequently featured on radio, podcasts, television and in print in both Dutch and English promoting the power of intentional dreaming. Let's get started. Hey everyone, I'm Deepa, Light Functional Medicine Practitioner, Author and Yogini and you're listening to the Sleep Whisperer Podcast, the only sleep podcast with conversations and meditations. I'm on a mission to share profoundly insightful sleep conversations with global visionaries that merge together functional medicine and ancient wisdom. Breathe in bliss through weekly guided meditations and let yourself enter the land of dreams. Together, let's unravel the pieces, get to the roots and understand the right tools to transform your sleep completely. Through this podcast, I want you to dream the best version of yourself. It's time to regain hope and begin your sleep journey. Nicolene, welcome back again to the Sleep Whisperer podcast and I think you're a hugely popular guest and we teased our listeners in the previous episode where we spoke about tips to wake up with an idea and we teased them about three different ways to unpack a dream when we were discussing that and I know that I've been itchy ever since that episode came out and I would love for us to dive deeper into the different ways to unpack dreams. Um, Let's just jump into the conversation because I know that you'll have some amazing frameworks for us, uh, some brilliant, insightful titles in those three different ways. So how would you propose to break that down for us? Oh, wow. Yeah, so happy to be here again, Deepa. It's um, it's always a pleasure to talk about this topic. Um, now, when I say three ways, I'm, I'm actually kind of meant three steps. But here's the thing. There's many, many ways to explore a dream. And I love all of them. Um, I'm going to dive into my favorite because it's very easy to do at home. And it's also very easy to do with each other, like at the kitchen table in the morning, where you might want to help each other out a little bit. Um, if trust each other enough, obviously. But I like dreams as a conversation topic because as with anything, focused attention for each other 
can bring you further usually. So um, me and my husband, we do sit down at the kitchen table and he does tell me his dreams. And he, he came to me actually literally this morning saying, after you've done the podcast recording, I'd love to talk to you about this dream I had because I think it's really relevant for you and me. Deepa, I can't wait. This is going to be good. Um, now, I said there's many ways. Um, most religions have ways to talk about dreams. You look online and you see all kinds of dream dictionaries and everybody has their favorite ways of working with their own dreams. Where I come from personally is I like an openness and exploration. I'm not looking for the explanation like this dream means, means exactly this one thing because I don't think our minds work when we sleep in the way of, oh, we get this one message and now it has this one meaning. I think we're smarter than that, to be completely honest with you. And I think that we are broader than that and much more layered than that in the sense that you have a thought. And on the one hand, it means there's, a, there's one thing, but on the other hand, there's a whole world behind that thought that might be really interesting. I think we have that same capacity when we sleep maybe even more so, because our minds keep working the entire night and we really get our intuition involved, we really get our feelings involved and we explore options in dreams and we connect information with all the information in completely new and sometimes relevant ways. So for all of that, I'm not going to distill this down as, okay, if you dream of a horse, it means this. That would be not doing justice to yourself. So what I propose is um, a few steps where you can say, okay, if I'm not gonna explain it, but with a book or with you know, what someone says about it, then what do you do? I think there could be real wisdom there. Sometimes, not always, we're not geniuses just because we fall asleep, but sometimes there can be real discoveries and insights and inspiration for how to deal with something in the day. So I would love it. Um, for to give an example of a dream that I was told, um, and I'm allowed to use this. And with that example, demonstrate the steps that I follow. Would that work for you? Go for it, perfect. There we go. Okay, I said horse because it's a dream about a horse. It's a very short dream. And I was told this in a public workshop where I was asked to demonstrate how this works. And it was a young woman in her late twenties. She said, I had this dream about a horse and I don't know what it means. Can you tell me? And I said, absolutely not. I never tell someone what their dream means, but you're going to tell yourself. Let me walk you through it. The three steps that I did is first, I get all the information. Then if there's metaphors or feelings, I kind of dive into it a little bit more. That's step two, unpack that a little bit more. And then the third step, I do an overview is very simple it's okay so what i've heard you say is now it's important that i say what i've heard you say not what i think about what i've heard you say i'll get back to that so she told the dream she said well it's very simple there was this horse the horse was standing there it was just a horse and first the skin fell off so you could see the blood and the muscles and then the blood and the muscles fell off so you could see the skeleton and in the middle of the horse was a beating heart. And everybody in the workshop went, ew, that sounds gross. And she was like, no, 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 it was beautiful. No, no, no. Ah, step number one, don't interpret. 
Like you don't know what the dreamer is thinking. Listen. Now, I say as though it's a conversation, which is great. You could also do it with yourself. Just write down. So step one, I wanted to know everything about that dream. I knew she told me the dream, but I wanted to know more. Like, were there other people there? No, it was just a horse. Did she interact with the horse? No, it was just looking at it. It was just... Um, what kind of horse was it? She was like, oh, it was magnificent. And it was just standing there. Did it do anything? No, it didn't do anything. All of these questions you can ask yourself to see, does that spark more information that you might have forgotten in the first way of telling it? And how did you feel about it, for example, standing, looking at that horse? She was like, oh, I felt great. It was so glorious. Okay. Everybody in the workshop thought, Wow, it sounds gross. She's like, no, no, it was beautiful. But that's information. So you want to get all of that information out, like how you felt in the dream, how you felt talking about the dream. Like, just write it out. There's no wrong answers here. And at some point, you're going to be done. There's no, nothing more to tell. Um, when I ask questions, I notice that I get flat answers and we're done here. Okay, now we have all the information. Now we can get to work. Because we knew how she felt about it. We knew whatever happened, but we didn't know, does the horse stand for something? And that is something that people always want to know and that you're going to look up for. I'm going to say, instead of asking someone else, maybe ask yourself. And a question that we got from Carl Jung, and it's a great question, is always like, let's say you've never seen a horse before in your entire life. Or let's say I've never seen a horse before, but you have. How would you describe a horse? And I'm going to tell you, no two people say the same thing. Everybody says, well, everybody knows what a horse is. Everybody's going to say something different because some people like horses, some people don't. And because now at this moment, when you ask this question, you're so immersed in the dream, you just wrote it all down. You think of thought about how you feel. You're going to not just describe a horse like a dictionary. You're going to describe the horse that you saw. So she said, well, a horse, obviously that's this magnificent, glorious creature. I wouldn't have said that. No one in the workshop would have said that. And I noticed that she said creature, not animal. I thought, hmm, interesting. Might not be about the animal itself then. Okay, so now we have words to go with that image. A glorious, magnificent creature where all the layers fell off one by one. So you have the information, you found the words to unpack the things that you didn't get. Also a tip, we didn't do this in the dream. If you don't know what's important about it, look, where did you get excited in telling the dream? Where did you get anxious? Where did you feel sad? Where did you have any kind of emotion? Because that's, you know, usually the trigger of, okay, this is important. If people start to really get excited when they tell me or really sad or start crying, then I'm like, okay, that's, that's where I need to focus on. If it's a long dream, that's usually helpful. So, you know, we're going to just unpack the part where there's emotion. Okay. We have all the information, but we still don't know what it means, right? Then comes the magical part. Because now, if you've written it down, you just take yourself out of it a little bit, step back a little, maybe even go have a drink so that you come at it completely fresh. If you're with two people, the listener, who has been really paying attention to the words that you use and the body language and where you get excited, has to do the work and says, hey, 
you know what I'm noticing? What I've heard you say is you dreamt of this magnificent creature, glorious. One by one, the layers fell away until the heart remained. At this point, when I work with a person with a dream, I have zero idea what it's about. I usually don't know them well enough. Um, and even if I know them very well, I don't know their imagery in the night because it might change. And I'm very curious what they're going to say. And if you look at your own writing, you're like, hey, I've written down these words. That's interesting. What do I hear myself say? When I asked her that question, Deepa, if I tell you this, what does that make you think of? She got so flustered and so emotional. And I had no idea why, because she was thinking of it. And I said, you don't have to share. But then she said, no, I want to. I want to. Here's the thing. I was so struggling and so stuck on this idea of how do I discover who I truly am in my heart. And I kept going to workshops like this and trying to find myself. But here's the thing. All I need to do is let the outer layers fall away one by one and the core remains. It is so simple. It's like taking off a coat. For her, there was a penny that dropped of something that she really wanted to tell herself so badly that she kept remembering that dream and brought it into a workshop with a random dream expert that she just met. But it was important to her. And that for me is the magic when you unpack a dream, where you suddenly see, wait a minute, I'm trying to tell myself something here that might be important in this moment right now to me. And that's where the inspiration starts. Now, for her, I could see the inspiration starting because she, she, stood, she literally sat up taller and she looked brighter like happier. For her, that was a revelation. Actually, everybody in the workshop thought that's a pretty wise advice. You can look and look and look for your inner core, or you could just work on let everything that stands in the way fall, fall off. It could be so easy to discover yourself. It doesn't have to be that hard. Love it. But at the same time, it might be a message that you don't get immediately or that needs to marinate. And even if you completely get it, for me, the work isn't done yet as a dream coach because I'm always going to ask, so what are you going to do with that in your life? How do, you, how do you want to apply that? Do you even want to apply it? Maybe it's just an insight that's for now or for later. And that's sort of the secret step four. It's like, be, this is the moment to be critical. Like all this time you've been just randomly writing out whatever, asking yourself all these weird questions and diving into it, no judgment anywhere. And then looking at it objectively, like, okay, what do I hear myself say? Or what do I hear the other say? But now in the secret step four, it's okay, but is this useful? And how is it useful? And what am I going to do with it, if anything? And the answer might be nothing. Because just because it's a dream doesn't mean that now you have to do literally what it says. This is where you are discerning and where you're thinking, is there a gem here to take away? Or was it just yesterday's movie jumbled up with a lot of other things and not, not right now, <laughs> like not important? Is it clear so far? Do I need to clarify any of the steps, Deepa? 
Nicolene, what I went to was also that, you know, I really appreciate that over all your episodes and also other dream experts who come on, one thing that's been common is the fact that um, metaphors are personal and, you know, looking up the meaning of a dream may not always be accurate. And I think I've started to appreciate that a lot because truly the inner meanings are something which are meant for us and probably only we can decipher them and that's also a great way to approach how we interact and interplay with the world at large even outside of dreams because um, it's not that one person's opinion is the right opinion it's what makes sense to everybody and I think that's a great philosophical outlook beyond dreams as well. I like what you say. I love that that it's it's the metaphor for us. Yes, definitely. But I think you're absolutely right in the outlook on life. I've noticed that um, when I teach people how to do this, they come back to me and say, you know what? There's a moment of really listening because you have to postpone all of your judgments. If you're listening to someone telling you a dream about a horse, you can't go, oh, I've dreamt of a horse once. Or, oh, you know what? Jung said that it meant that. Like, that might not be relevant right now. It might be, but then they'll bring it up themselves. But that art of really listening what the other person's actually saying, not just what I'm thinking about it or how I want to reply, reply to it. A lot of the people that I've worked with in how do I learn to unpack a dream tell me, it actually helps in other aspects of life as well because you learn to interact on a little bit of a more intense level because you really you really make space for the other person to tell their story and it might be a very personal story you don't know that when you start so i always also recommend either when you do it with yourself writing down things or when you do it with two people at the kitchen table don't do it with children running around or like create a little, I was always going to say a sacred space for it, where you have the attention for just these thoughts, because what I loved about what you said um, is what I've noticed. They're precious, but they're fragile. Our minds are so prone to jump to the conclusion and to the end result. And what does it mean that we sometimes forget ourselves, like that inner whisper that we have of, I am trying to verbalize this thought. I'm putting it into images. I may be putting it into music. Some people dream in music. Um, I may be putting it into very precious words. And then someone else says, oh, I've had that once. And that means blah, blah, blah. And it's gone. It's, it's almost like a little flower bud that gets trampled on. It won't bloom again. Maybe the next flower but not this one. So I want always treat it like a person telling me something that might be really precious. We don't know that yet, but I'm definitely going to make space for it just in case. And at least it's going to help them verbalize those inner feelings and those inner thoughts. Lovely, Nicolene. And I think when you said sacred space, I think my husband and I create that every morning almost because I'm such a dreamer. And every morning when I wake up, the first thing that I do is I give him a hug and then I talk about my dream. And, you know, we have this little conversation and um, it's beautiful that he never 
tells me that, oh, I think this is what it means. And uh, it's more about this dance of uh, ideas that go between us until I say, no, I think this is what it's telling me to do. And this is what this is what it's insightful to me that I need to change in this manner. Um, and that is precious. And I, I, I don't know if some of us are dreamers more than the other I'd love to ask you that as well but when you said fragile Nicolene I also thought about just a couple of days ago I woke up in the morning with this very vivid dream about my father and it was so fragile it was I didn't for a moment I didn't know was it real was it a dream? I woke up feeling I was in this situation. And uh, by the time I got up and walked around a little bit, I was scared that I'd lose the memory, that it's going to be taken away with, from me in a, um, almost like a whisper disappearing. And so I actually got out of bed and I felt I needed to communicate this dream to my husband so that it doesn't vanish. Uh, because it did feel like it had a depth of meaning in it. And once I spoke to him, there was that aha moment where I said, this is what I think it means. And this is what I feel I need to do. And the insight happened a little while after I woke up completely. I love that. You know why I love that example so much? Because it's demonstrating for me the power that um, solidifying it has. You put it into words, and we can understand words in the day. We can, we can, we get it, and then the penny drops. the The feelings sometimes just isn't enough to get through to okay, but what what am I trying to tell myself, or what is this about, or and then the somehow there's power into putting it into words or in other solidified forms. When uh, people work with the dreams of their children, for example, it's sometimes harder for kids to put it into words, but my mom would always say, hey, how about you make a drawing out of it? And then when I made the drawing, we could talk about the drawing, that she said, oh, I noticed that that looks a little bit scary. And it's like, yeah, that was scary. And sometimes she would even recommend, could you draw something with it that would make you feel more powerful? Or um, you know, I'd, I'd draw a shield or a dragon because I love dragons. They were my friends. And, you know, just change it a little bit so that especially with nightmares, she would always do that. The woman was smart. She would always say, OK, but if you change the drawing a little bit, what would that look like? What would you need? She would always let me come up with it. But it's OK. I was too young to really have all the words as I do now but I did have the pictures and I, it's another way of solidifying it. A friend of mine's a dancer and she likes to just follow the movement of dreams. That's also a way of solidifying it and making that translation of how do I bring all of those feelings a little bit more into the here and now when I'm awake so that I can see if it means anything to me, if at all, and what do I do with that if I want to do something with it. I'm not saying that every dream has a metaphorical deeper meaning. I'm not even saying that every dream comes of ourselves. We're still intuitive people and we're connected with the world around us. So 
I'm hesitant to say everything I dream is part of myself always. This is why I like to explore instead of explain. I'd like to not explain things away, but really use it to spark insight in myself. And that might change over time. It might be that I look at an old dream again and think, whoa, no, no, but now I get something that I didn't get before. It doesn't matter because it's all about what you're saying, that conversation where you suddenly feel that penny drop and now you've made a connection that you didn't make before. And I have one last question for you, Nicoli, because you spoke a little bit about was it just a movie we watched? So, you know, there are situations where we dream and it seems to pull out images from everything we've done during our day. Maybe someone we met and their emotion and a movie we watched and they come together as if you spiraled into Alice in Wonderland. So how do we differentiate when a dream is insightful and we take something from it or when do we just let it go because it's this collection of life experiences? That's a really good question. I usually use my feelings. Like sometimes, you know how sometimes you feel if something's important or not, or if you like it or not, or you hear something and you think, oh, I must remember that, that feeling. If I don't have that, then why would I bother? Um, nightmares are even a different topic. Like we can't really go into it this, but it's a completely whole different story in the sense that with nightmares, there's one thing I'll say about it. It's very important to make the distinction for yourself. Is this me trying to process something? You have that with people who had uh, some kind of trauma, then you keep dreaming it until you've process processed it. Sometimes there needs to be help in the day with processing because the dream process enough isn't enough. But of course, why would you unpack that? Because you know exactly what you dreamt about it and you know exactly what happens. Or is it a nightmare that has all of these images that you just really can't place, but you feel there's something more behind it? Then it might be useful to unpack it to see is there something important that I'm missing in the day that keeps coming up at night for me from my feelings? I find it, I find it very relevant that you ask that because I think just as with our thoughts in the day, they can come from so many different places. And sometimes it's very mundane, like I have to buy milk. And sometimes it's very deep, like I'm thinking, wow, is this divine inspiration or what's going on here? Because how do I have this insight all of a sudden? I feel like that level and layeredness and sometimes I have a feeling in the day and it's not even mine. It's just my husband's very upset and, and I'm sort of in the same room. So I kind of get the vibe, you know, to make that distinction, I think is important because we're still the same person if we fall asleep. So we don't lose that ability of this vastness of human experience and many different ways of working with ourselves and interacting with the world. I think it even becomes bigger because now there's peace and quiet. But you're right. It makes it very important to figure out, is this even something that I want to unpack or am I just going to let it go? And for me personally, I use my feeling. Just do I feel like it? That clarifies it, Nicolene. And I know that for me, when I wake up, 
and there's it's almost like something is screaming within me that this is important this is insightful i need to probably think about what is this telling me what do i need to learn from and then there are times that i've woken up i remember my dreams but i don't have that strong pull to unpack it as we spoke about today and i think listening to the emotion is a great way to leave us with to conclude this episode where can people find you um i have a website it's called uh, thinking in your sleep because that's um uh how i like to think about it like we don't stop thinking but that's actually great because we think on a different level with all of our emotions so thinking in your sleep.com and if people are interested in where do I get all of this from? Is it, is there even research about it? Oh, you have no idea. There's so much research. I've made a whole resources page where you can see my favorite research papers, like my favorite lectures from professors from all over the world, my favorite books to read about dreams. Um, so that if you want to dive more into how do I, how do I work with dreams? Well, there's amazing resources out there. So I just put them on one page. Um, just to browse and see what appeals to you. Lovely, Nicoline. Thank you for your intuitive wisdom and sharing that with us again today. And we will link the resources page to the um, podcast episode so people can go and take a listen. But thank you for your time. Oh, I love talking to you. Thank you so much for listening and, and having me on the podcast. In today's episode, Nicoline provided a three-step approach to unpacking, understanding, and utilizing our dreams, decoding the message in our dreams based upon the strong emotions we feel associated with our dreams is a great tool to keep in mind. While there are people who speak about the symbolism in certain imagery, I believe that our dreams are deeply personal and it is up to us to decode the depth and meaning of these symbols. Here's me wishing you a year filled with insightful dreams, the ability to decode magical messages and live life's greatest vision. Have a wonderful day. Hi everyone, I hope you enjoyed the show today. Just a reminder that this podcast is for information purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or otherwise qualified health professional. This information is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or the professional advice or services. If you are looking for personal help on your health journey, do seek out a qualified professional please do make your own healthcare decisions based upon your research and in partnership with a qualified healthcare professional it is in no way intended as medical advice or a treatment or cure for any condition be sure to always directly work with a qualified practitioner before making any changes to your diet or lifestyle that may feel out of your realm of comfort or understanding if you are looking for an allied functional medicine practitioner, do seek out more information on www.phytothrive.com. 
it is important that you have someone who is qualified and understands your health personally in order to provide adequate care especially when it comes to chronic health condition be sure to subscribe to the sleep whisperer podcast on your favorite podcast app to get each episode as soon as it launches
that would prefer you know the either the natural calm or any other formula that comes like in a in a powder that you can mix and just help with that absorption um, in in glycinate forms i'm going to mention a brand that i really like uh, it's a professional brand is designs for health i really like their their magnesium glycinate and it has a it has a really actually high dose in it i can't remember the number but i know that comparing it with others they have a really good um, magnesium glycinate. So that's in the, uh, but the same, you know, Metagenics also offers it or any of the atrium brands. Um, so uh, Douglas Labs and Pure Encapsulations actually is also another one that I would recommend. Um, yeah, but but also there's, there's, you know, there's tons of brands out there. Magnesium, and I'm, I'm going to speak once again from the business perspective, like it's an extremely popular supplement. So there's, there's a lot out there. Just do your research. Maybe um, you know the brands that I mentioned is is uh, the conclusions that I came to and and um, and that I love and know. But uh, but talk to your practitioner and see uh, maybe what what other brands you can explore. Lovely, Maria. Thank you for your time. And where can people find you if they'd like to know more about magnesium yes. and a whole lot more about Maria? Thank you, Deepa. Um, I'm, my, my website is mariaroldan.ca. Um, that's, that's where you can find me. Uh, I'm, I'm making a lot of changes now to my website and I do, I'm gonna be doing a lot more work in, in Spanish, you know, if you, uh, if any of your listeners uh, know people that can benefit, you know, from, from having access to this information in Spanish, that's what I'm gonna start doing. I mean, in, in, on Instagram, which is mariaroldan, underscore uh, dot ca i've started to post exclusively in spanish because i feel that that i, I need to to help and to help spread this information to that uh, community as well but um but yes in, in maria roldan.ca is is what really people can find me and i know that i'd encourage anyone to go to your instagram and i always listen to your videos because you sound so musical when you're talking in spanish that it just cheers <laughs> me up uh, but thank you for your time maria it was a pleasure speaking with you and i can see your dog in the background at the end as we wrap this up so thank you for your time Thank you so much, Deepa. Thank you for, you know, the work that you're doing and, and all the information you're putting out there to, to help like so many people. So thank you for that as well.